welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. Join cross-cultural leadership expert Dr Tom Vergus as he offers perspectives and strategies on the issues affecting global leaders in the ever-changing world of global business. Hello everyone, welcome to CQ for Global Leaders. My name is Tom Vergas. I'm joined on this episode by Dr. Jürgen Strauss. Hi Tom, how are you? Terrific, thanks Jürgen. You? Yeah, good, thank you. Now I'm really excited today about today's topic for a lot of reasons, but tell us what we're going to talk about the today. The topic today is about self-awareness. Yes. Self-awareness. So I'm curious, why are you excited about that topic? Well, one of the things that I ask my guests on, on the Innova Buzz podcast as a standard question right near the end is, how do you differentiate yourself? How do you stand out? And overwhelmingly, the uh, typical answers are sort of just be yourself because nobody else is like you. Now, you know, you... In your case, you're a, a cultural intelligence expert, you're a facilitator, a workshop presenter, a speaker, but most of all, you're Tom Vergus. Mm-hmm. And, and so that differentiates you from other people who are workshop presenters in the area of cultural intelligence. Yep. Now, that's a great answer, but the next step to me, I always think, well, you have to be aware of your own strengths and weaknesses and shortcomings and how that presents in terms of value to the people you're serving so the self-awareness thing is is really big for me and that's, yeah. and I thought every time I ask that question and get that sort of answer I think there's a whole conversation around self-awareness that I could go into now absolutely yeah so that's why I'm excited to yeah so uh, I think that whole if you think about you know, w- what do we mean by self-awareness mm. right so I would think that it's really about being attuned to yourself. So e.g. being attuned to yourself emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, mm. just being in touch with yourself. So to your point around knowing your strengths, knowing your weaknesses, although I've got to say on as an aside, the other day we were at a, a presentation and the presenter was saying he was talking about strengths-based instruments right? mm-hmm. so yeah, how we yeah, should work yeah. on strengths mm-hmm. which has been very much in that hr field and this particular person was saying actually he finds it difficult now to even talk about strengths and weaknesses or actually using the word weaknesses mm. because people get taken aback by uh, okay, that right yeah. so you need to change that insight to opportunities, opportunities. Yeah. <laughs> instead and i was thinking to myself when he was think, saying that i thought goodness me like Really? Like, where, where are we coming to? But of course, that's my bias. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kicking in. I think we all have weaknesses, whether we want to call it weaknesses mm. or opportunities. We all have areas that we can improve because otherwise it will be perfect, right? That's right. Yeah. Okay. So and there are gaps, maybe gaps. <laughs> gaps, gaps. There will be gaps. Yeah. So the thing is, I think a key challenge is do we, how much effort do we want to put into fixing those gaps? Or do we get those gaps to to a certain level which is doable, Mm. we can live with it, and say, well, let's not worry about that now, and let's focus on our strengths, because our strengths are what makes us unique, Mm. okay? Because that's really what you want to leverage. But again, that's a belief system from from my perspective. Yeah, and the self-awareness part, 
knowing where you do have gaps or weaknesses, whatever you want to call them, gives you the opportunity. So it leads to opportunities of, hey, I can improve in this area by changing my behavior, by learning new skills, by changing my attitude. Um, Or alternatively, you can say, well, if it's a skills-based thing, no, I'm not interested in learning that skill because I can't know everything. Yep. But what I'll do is I'll work with somebody else that has the strength of that skill. So, you know, the self-awareness part enables you to then, if you're working in a, a team environment, to pick your team members based on complementary skills. Indeed. So mm. you're leveraging on the diversity mm. of that. Yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely a, a good point. So it's really around what do I want to be focused on and how am I turning up? So I think we did a podcast quite some time back around how do you show up as a leader? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of critical about knowing yourself because if you are feeling, for instance, uh, not very cheerful, and I use that as a, as a case, I was in a meeting a couple of months ago with a client of mine and he was, it was a team, his team meeting had people coming from all over Australia and he wasn't in great shape that morning because he'd been tired, he'd just flown overnight, et cetera, et cetera. And really, you know, his energy level was low, which is quite mm. unusual. But he just, his headspace just, he wasn't quite mm. present, okay? And you could feel it yeah. in the group. And during one of the breaks, I pulled him aside and I said, you know, I gave him some feedback, mm. uh, you know, because of course I'm the external person. Yeah, I can yeah. do that, very difficult when you're internal to do that. Mm. And he he was just unaware. He's you know he just because he was just so f- internally focused and lots of things happening in his mind, he just wasn't aware. But that feedback was really useful because he switched. Mm. He switched, uh, and you know, and he when he went back after the morning break. He, mm. But more importantly, I thought what he did really well was he actually acknowledged the feedback. He acknowledged it. He said to he said to his group, "I've had some feedback. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tom has told me that perhaps I should lift my energy mm. and be a little bit more up, mark, you know, upbeat about this rather than." And because he was, he said that. I think the 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 thing that occurred with the group was he demonstrated vulnerability, mm. right? He demonstrated openness, and he demonstrated uh, being receptive. Yeah. to feedback, right? And actually realigning, recalibrating his behavior. All those lessons went bang, 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 just in him doing that. Hmm. Yeah, and there's, you've touched on a whole range of topics there that we've talked about in past episodes. So feedback being really important, receptive to feedback, showing vulnerability, being authentic, acknowledging that, hey, I've been like this, it's obviously having a negative impact, I'm going to change or I'm going to take this do action something now different, that yes. we'll do something different and I, and perhaps even asking then for feedback, I'd like you know at the next break session to get some feedback again on whether this new way of doing it or the change I've made is helpful. Indeed. Mm. The literature, lots of the literature on leadership and my own work in coaching leaders highlights, has always highlighted for me that that level of self-awareness is is critical 
for improvement. And what I find is that most successful people, they're successful because they're good at what they do, mm. right? And it could be functional expertise. It could be the fact that they're just super smart, super clever, and they're good at a particular line yeah. that they're in, and they just excel. But as you know, Jürgen, when you get to certain levels in an organization, it's really around influencing other people. Mm. Because it's not about you doing the job yourself. That's right, right? yeah. It's how do I get people on side? Mm. And how do I, and you know, maybe I may be super clever and get everything there is to understand about this particular strategy or this particular software program, but how do I get others to see that mm. or buy into that vision, mm. gain alignment? And that a lot of that has to do with self-awareness. And most times, if people are too narcissistic and they buy into what I call their own story yeah, yeah. and are unwilling to, say, demonstrate a level of humility, want to show, you know, how, how, can, I, how can I do this in a better way? then it becomes extremely difficult mm. to coach them. Yeah. I was reading a blog post yesterday from somebody that had the um, good fortune, I guess, of spending time with Richard Branson yeah, huh? yeah. In, on an African safari. So right. I'm not, not quite sure of the entire context of this, but he wrote this blog post on reflecting on his meeting with Richard Branson and some of the key takeaways. And I think there was sort of three points, and, and one of them was how humble he was, how open he was to connect with everybody there, even though it's well known that he's actually quite an introvert, mm -hmm. and also that you know he acknowledged the fact that he had good people around him that actually made things happen, and, and his role was really, first of all, being the face of Virgin, mm -hmm. but also to motivate people and get them to understand his vision and then to execute the things that have to Great. happen on okay. that. So, yeah. Gosh, I didn't know he was an introvert. Oh, yeah. Really? Yes. Well, yeah. that's, that's, uh, it doesn't surprise me mm. now that you – so it, it, he must, it must take him a lot of effort. Mm. Yeah. To, yeah. So uh, he needs to – he needs alone time to recharge, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to put out that level of energy That's right. <laughs> that he does when he's in, in his public appearance. That's right, yeah, mm. so really, you know, gear yeah, himself yeah. up before launching <laughs> as such, yeah. Hey, that's a great example of high levels of self-awareness, isn't mm. it? Right? It is, yeah. Being able to go and spend quiet time saying, I need to recharge, mm. I need to do this before I go and then change uh, you know my persona or draw on the other aspect mm. of my personality because we have all of that in ourselves right we have introversion yeah. extroversion of course. in ourselves yeah there's right? no it's not a switch that's on that's, or off that's right yeah, yeah it's it's a linear it's, it's a line isn't it so it's yeah, a continuum it's, mm. right so how do i kind of move along the line that's that's a great example of uh, self awareness yeah i i think that's great mm. I find, for instance, in there was a period of time uh, many, uh, many, many years ago when I was working in financial services and, um, you know, selling quite complex investment plans, and, you know, and, and 
and there were clients who would ask me really difficult questions about the nitty gritty of some of the investment products. And I just wasn't across those things at all. Mm. Like it just wasn't my, it wasn't my area of expertise. I compensated for that by always ensuring that there were certain meetings I brought product specialists along, mm. product managers along, so that they could answer those questions yeah. rather than getting caught up myself uh, in those things. So I think it's working into your strengths. I do it even now. I find that if I'm writing proposals or writing articles or blog posts or newsletters, whatever, I always need other people to cast an eye. So you know, Phoebe Toko, my assistant, mm. does a great job uh, on that. I mean, she definitely looks through, edits, points things out to me, which, you know, and, and that I always admit is, is not my strength. Right? The attention to detail mm. is not my strength. I need other people to do that for me. Yeah, yeah, which is, um, you know, that I think that's a fairly common thing that there are people that tend to have more the vision front of mind and the big picture thing and then they're perhaps not as good as it on the attention to detail so partnering with people who are more detail focused gives them that skill without having to change who they are or learn a different skill mm. or mm. yeah and mm. and vice versa as well there are people that are very focused on detail and they sometimes struggle to see the big picture that's right yeah. that's right mm. yes they, they become too uh, too much of perfectionists right mm. so i had dinner recently three nights ago with somebody who was exactly that finds that his career is being stalled because he's too much of a perfectionist mm. uh, and not able to give when it gets asked for opinions on certain things feels he needs time to think about it plan what he's going to say and then respond and i just i said why do you just tell them what you think about mm. well no i can't do that i need to kind of plan it think of, and and that's one of the things that I, and, and he was aware of how that was limiting for his career mm. so he was able to actually now see i i need to take some risks uh, i need to practice some courage and i need to be able to step into things mm. because that is an area for him I mean, he's tremendous on the details but now at his stage of career development needs to be able to embrace some level of ambiguity yeah so the self-awareness part there is a great example of understanding then an area where he has an opportunity to add to his skill set and break through a barrier that that might be there for his career that's right that's right. And so, without that self-awareness, he's, he's, he's simply stuck and he doesn't know why. That's correct. That's correct. And that is, so how the, the question then becomes, well, how do we develop that self-awareness? Mm. And so there can be a variety of ways. There's numerous tools that you can use that help you kind of identify your strengths and areas of opportunities or areas of development. You can always use... Uh, feedback from others. I mean, that's one of the benefits of 360-degree feedback. Mm. And people give you feedback. You can always use a coach. Uh, you can use uh, have a number of people who may be your trusted advisors yeah. who will give you that sort of feedback. Because again, it's that it's we all have blind spots, Jürgen. All of us have blind spots. Indeed. Mm. Things that we just are not even aware that's happening for us. And we need people to, to point that out. Mm. I was a few months ago on a roadshow with a client and uh, 
we were doing after we had done maybe about three presentations i pointed out to her, i said i'm going to i'm going to give you some feedback on my observations but some of the things that you've talked about in your presentations and i i i said to her you have a lot of fillers in your talks so eg ums ah uh, you know you know and she was doing this a lot and really it's just processing time that's right it's just thinking time i said to her though the impact of that behavior mm. is that it comes across as being unprofessional unprepared unsure which is in fact she's none of those things mm. right because i know her i've worked with her for yeah, many yeah. years i know her she's not any of these yet i said this is the impact of it because you're processing it in your brain so my suggestion to you is i said when you have that urge to go um uh is pause don't say anything mm. don't fill it <laughs> right and i said it's going to be difficult it's <laughs> going to be really uncomfortable as as someone who uses a lot of filler words you might have heard one or two throughout these podcasts i know that that is really difficult and i know it's a blind spot it's not necessarily in my conscious awareness yes. as i'm doing it yes that's where the difficulty is but i think you raise a, a really good point about the blind spots and having people provide that feedback and i think the you know all the things you mentioned it's it would be really great to have all of those things in place where you can get feedback and uh third party observers providing input to you that that help you illuminate those yes. blind spots yeah yes. and it's also about you talked about impact it's about taking responsibility for what you're doing in terms of the impact on the other person so our default as humans we all do this is to say well i'm going to justify my behavior yeah yep uh, because there's probably a really good justification in my mind that's always justification it has, that's right yes. <laughs> that's, i'm right that's right this is but, the reason i did it <laughs> but you can take the approach of well, I wonder what's the impact it has on the other person. And if the impact it has on the other person is not the impact that I intend, then that is a bit of self-awareness because then I say, well, maybe I have to change something mm. because what I really want is to influence this person to buy into my vision, to get on board with this project, to get on board with the direction we're taking. And if I'm not having that impact, then I need to change something that I'm doing. That's right. Because I can't change. I can't him. change the other person. Yeah. Yes. yes. Or her. That's right. Yeah. And so to the credit of this client, she really worked on it because we were together for a number of days. So she did a number of presentations yeah. after that. And it was fantastic. We really, she took, she really took that on board, hmm. really took it on board. And it, it made, an enormous difference, enormous difference mm. um, in that. And and again, it's only a small thing. It is, yeah. Only a small thing. But sometimes those small things make a huge impact. I think when you're dealing with people as a leader, it's again about how you show up. Mm. You know, what's your message? How are you congruent in 
what you say, how you say it, how you look, and it's all those things, right? It's all about you are the message, aren't you? Mm, that's right, yeah. It's um, kind of like a lighthouse that mm. shines its light mm. consistently regardless of what's going on in the external environment. Mm. 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 Yeah, that's a, that's a, a, a nice metaphor, actually, mm. being the lighthouse. So, you know, what's the light you're shining around? All right, so what's the takeaway for our listener today? I think the takeaway here would be a couple of questions to think about. So one is, how would you rate your level of self-awareness? I think that, that's a you know, good place to start mm. with. And the second thing might be that point around, so how can I increase my level of self-awareness? What are some of the things I may need to do mm. to broaden my level of self-awareness. And it would be in all aspects, right? It's not just, we're not just talking about work. It may be in your area of spiritual life. It may be uh, physicality. It may be emotional. Mm. So it's, it's how do I just become, how do I become the best version of myself? Yeah. I, I, I love that aspect. I, I, in, our, in our period of time on this planet, how do we become the best version of ourselves? Mm. Great. Wonderful insights. And again, as always, we'd love to hear your feedback. And Indeed. What, um, what comes out of this self-reflection. Great. Thanks, Tom. Thanks, Jürgen. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us on CQ for Global Leaders. To find out more or contact us, go to culturalsynergies.com.